I love the assurance that Scripture gives us um, that no matter how dark things are, God is still there. Certainly we see that in the Old Testament. I'm thinking about people like uh, Joseph, who suffered time and again, and there were long times of circumstantial discouragement that I'm sure he was just feeling like, God, where are you? But God was always stepping in, doing miraculous things. And at the end of Genesis, you see Joseph was blessed. He was mightily blessed by God. New Testament is full of great illustrations as well. Uh, The point is, God steps in. Well, I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our Focus on the Family parenting team. And Danny, I don't know if you have a favorite Bible story or Bible character who is kind of rescued at the last minute. Anything or anybody come to mind? Well, I have many, and I'll, I'll say Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, mm. that's my favorite, where they are facing the fiery furnace, everything stacked up against them, and they say, you know, if God comes here and rescues us, great, if he shows up to, to do this, and if not, I still believe in God, and he's my all in all. And as they enter the, the, the fiery furnace there, you, you see an extra inside of that furnace, yeah. uh, an angel with them and the protection that they had. That story amazes me. I would have loved to have witnessed oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are so many moments through Scripture. Let's go ahead and turn now to something a little more recent, which uh, is why we talked to Sheila Irwin. Uh, she spoke with Jim Daly and me about her sons. They're professional filmmakers, and it's possible you've seen some of their work. Uh, here's Sheila describing a time when the boys faced some challenges with their film, October Baby. Uh, after the movie was made, it was a very low-budget movie, and and very much everybody was involved in doing whatever they could do to get everything done for that movie. Um, my mother actually gave them the first one-third of the budget, uh, uh, <laughs> Nana. And John says, I have no shame. I went to my Nana. Uh, but uh, they got it made, and it was it was beautiful. It was a really fantastic movie. They had, there had been some promises made that they would put it in the theaters, uh, and the studio that had made those promises backed out uh, because of the content. They said, we can't touch this 10-foot pole. And so they were left with, what do we do? Did we? The first thing they did is they went to prayer together and said, God, did we mishear you? We really thought you wanted this in the theater. They were told by this major studio to just put it on DVD and hope you can make your budget back. And this was a very pro-life uh, Pro-life yeah, movie, that was the problem. yes. Yeah. It was the story of a young woman who was an abortion survivor mm-hmm. ba- based on someone else's story, not her story, but based on the fact that she was a, they'd found, found that story to, to be true and done a great deal of research on the, it's a great movie, one of, one of my favorites that they did. Uh, but anyway, they wouldn't touch it. And so they went to the Lord and said, what do we do? We don't know what to do. And so um, they w- said, we really believe that God wants us in the theater. So Annie went back to finish editing the movie. Uh, John went out to raise $2 million uh, in two weeks, which God did. Hmm. They'd seen God provide over and over hmm, and over in their so li- young lives. And God God provided the movie. It was in the, the- was in the theaters, but not before God took them to the end of the of, of things uh, as well financially for them. My daughter-in-laws and I, we have an incredible relationship. They're wonderful. And and we have a, a thing where if, if you come to me with a need, tell me, is it for prayer or is it for fulfillment? Do you need help or do you just need me to pray? And that day my daughter-in-law came to me and said, this is just for prayer, Mom. And I said, okay. And, and she said, we have 75 cents in our checking account. Hmm. 
And I said, well, you know where the mother-in-law pantry is if you need food. And she said, yes, ma'am. Uh, and so that, but the next day was when God began to bring that money in and they began to get a paycheck. God did some wonderful things in that last, those last moments, Down to 75, cents. 75 cents wow. in their check. That's a lesson. And so they, they trusted God to, and, and that movie was in the top 10, that little movie that could in 300 theaters, uh, you know, God just did miraculous, miraculous things with that little movie. Mm-hmm. Sheila, in the book, you mentioned but God moments. I think I, I kind of understand what that means, but what were you getting at? Well, I think when we get to a point, you know, that we don't know what to do, but God shows up uh, and in miraculous ways, in wonderful ways. And so that's what but God moments that he brings along for us to walk in. Uh, it can be a, almost a miracle type situation, or it can just be as he maneuvers and manipulates our circumstances to get us where he wants us to be. That was what was so fun about going back and writing this book, seeing how many but God moments there really were in our life. Hmm. How many times he said we were going to go this way, and he said, no, go this way. Uh, it can be a change in direction. All kinds of things like that, but but God shows up, and He does His best work. I love the Book of Ruth, and I, you know, my Bible teacher told me that when Ruth and Naomi were walking through chapter one and two, they didn't know about three and four. Yeah, and you know, uh, of course, we all know that she's in the line of David. Her son is in that that line. Ruth marries Boaz, and we get. You know, the lineage that she's, uh, you know, in that lineage. And so I think often we don't get to see those butt moments until we're looking back. That's sometimes. for sure. Well, those stories from Sheila are so encouraging. And uh, Danny, as we turn a corner here, there might be somebody thinking, well, that's great for her, but God didn't answer my prayer. Uh, so speak to the parent who's probably facing some disappointment. I mean, God doesn't answer all of our prayers just the way we want. How could we still have hope? Yeah, that's John. That's a hard one. I, I chuckle because I think of the times when I've gone, man, God, why didn't you do this the way that I asked for, right? Yeah, I, uh, we're I know just, what's we're good. We're susceptible to that. Yeah. We know as humans, that's what we want. We want God to do uh, what we're asking him to do because we think we know better. I, the, the piece of encouragement here is that God is faithful. He truly is. And there's a level of trust that we have to step into that feels uncomfortable. And the trust is that God is going to work out the much bigger picture, the longer-term view, and, and his timing is just the right timing. And I've, I've witnessed that over time in my own life and in small ways and in bigger ways. And there have been those questions, why didn't you heal that person? Why we were all praying, why did you not do that? Yet another person's miraculously healed. What's the economy there? Those questions are valid questions where we only see a little window of what God sees. And so uh, the encouragement that I try to rest on in that is, do I truly trust that God loves me? That's where I begin. And in the counseling sessions with families or adults or kids that are asking the question, why does God not answer my prayers? Does he just not love me? You begin there. Where has he shown you his love? And let's begin taking inventory of that. And then is he faithful? Is he who he says he is? Is his Bible true? Once we have that established, then you know, well, I've got to wait then. I'm going to have to wait and see and lean into the fact that I trust in him 
and the answer may be the shaping of my soul <laughs> along the way. Yeah. And uh, boy, if you haven't heard it uh, yet in this episode, we really believe in the truth of the Scripture and the power of God's Word to give us a foundation to stand on, to rest in. Um, He is the rock that we can lean on and trust in no matter what. So please uh, grab a Bible, read it, find God in there, and uh, know that His heart is for you. We're a phone call away. Um, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. We have caring Christian counselors here, and we have a lot of different resources that we can uh, connect you with. Again, 800-A-FAMILY. Uh, and then if you can, if you're in a good spot, uh, make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. And we'll say thank you by sending a copy of Sheila Irwin's great book, Raising Up Dreamers. Uh, the link to donate and get a copy of that book is going to be in the episode notes. And if you need further encouragement uh, on a regular basis in your walk with God, we do recommend you sign up for our Live It Challenge. It's totally free. We have, I think, about 20,000 participants, and uh, the links for the Live It Challenge and Sheila's book are in the show notes. If you've ever wondered how to be an encouragement to your daughter, uh, then listen in next time. We'll hear from Dr. Meg Meeker. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.